This podcast is made possible by an almost generous contribution from Mike Bradner, Injury Attorneys. Hurt in a wreck? What the heck? Call the big guy, Mike Bradner, 504-345-1111. And it's time for another podcast episode of Tell Me What You Really Think with our star, attorney Mike Bradner. I'm Spud McConnell, your host, here to guide you through the complexities of Mike Bradner's thinking process. So let's find out, what does Mike Bradner really think? And it's time for another episode of Tell Me What You Really Think with the world-renowned and well-traveled Mike Bradner, attorney at law. Well-traveled. You are well-traveled. You, you, you go all over the place. I mean, we. I've been fortunate because we travel... I travel a lot for work. Like, I lecture about uh, Louisiana law, American law in general. Um, been to Russia, where we taught at the University of Moscow Law School. Uh, Italy, where we help judges and attorneys understand the U.S. law, because a lot of them float back and forth from Italy to Wait, U.S. Float back, I mean, like, people float back. I mean, I read the story like about that. Like, fly the, back and forth. Yeah, well, the woman from here who was accused of murder over there, and if she goes back yeah, over there, and, she's going to jail for the rest of her days. And some of them have law degrees here. They some have, Italian have a license, at least, yeah, here. And they, they have offices in both. It's kind of crazy. Well, I've I see never, law I firms. You see law firms that have offices no, these are, like, solo practitioners. Really? Yeah, and then uh, we went to Munich um, to... Uh, meet with judges and whatnot to do the same thing. But the Russian was pretty cool because we met with the Supreme Court Justice and he gave us a tour of everything. Um, and then he took us to go eat lunch at this cap. It's like a Capitol Grill kind of place right mm-hmm. down the street from the Supreme Court. And we're eating at this round table and next to us is a fireplace with two lounge chairs. And he points to that. He's like, you see that those two lounge chairs? And we're like, yes, why? He said, Reagan and Gorbachev sat there to negotiate, was it detente? Detente, yeah. Yeah, detente. At, on those chairs, and I'm like, holy, you know. So now nobody can sit in them, or they still smell, no, they, or they what? No, still, they still sit in them, but it's just, it was crazy, you know. Yeah. You know, what happens in certain You didn't areas. take a selfie? You should have sat down and take a selfie. I, said, I, don't, yeah. I don't like all that. I don't like selfies and Yeah, but that's different. That's for Look, another That's for another person I'm, I'm kind of, you know, uh, we won't go there. No, no, that ain't what we hear about. But I'll yeah. tell you, when I, I was doing the Kingfish in New York mm-hmm. and did it at the John Houseman Theater, which is a great space. I mean, they've since torn it down because they built a whole theatrical complex. There were like three theaters in a row. And they tore it all down and built a big Broadway house up in there. But I was at the John Houseman, which is where um, Driving Miss Daisy appeared off Broadway. Uh, uh, James Whitmore did Give Him Hell Harry there. Um What's his name? Uh, Lawrence Luckenbill did a one-man show about uh, Lyndon Johnson there. Okay. And uh, so when I go there to do my, it's either a three-person or two one-man. So I'm like the third political one-man show there. And uh, the house manager brought me to back. He goes, see that toilet? That's where James Whitmore sat. Oh wow! That's okay, awesome. I'll take a folding chair. I ain't got to go right now. You got you got me you got me looking at <laughs> at these at these ulcer things now. Anyway, uh. <laughs> so looking at an ulcer thing because I'm telling a James Whitmore dumped here story. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, <laughs> what, what, 
you were telling me about. No, let's yeah, let's let's get into the uh, discussion of the day. Since uh, tell me what you really think. So what I want to know is what you really think about this particular woman. I'm gonna imagine that some of the uh, some of the calls that you get uh, are pretty serious, and some of the calls you get are pretty stupid. And anytime you read something that's stupid, the first thing I go is some lawyer had to take this up, which yeah. makes me want to go. You know, I mean, they're just hoping for a quick settlement or something. I ha I have a uh, saying that when we get some of these calls, I'm like, yeah, you can't, you can't sue sue for stupidity. Well, but you can. <laughs> it just depends on how stupid you are. If it's the person who is suing, that's stupid. But somebody yeah. who does something stupid to oh, somebody. Oh no, no, no. Yeah. I, I, that's what I mean. Like people calling us complaining of something. I'm like, like this. That's, that's a dumb thing. Here's yeah. a woman. I didn't really write down where this happened, but here is a woman who was suing McDonald's. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. She's suing McDonald's because their advertising for their cheeseburger was just so irresistible that she broke her Lenten fast. Oh, she wow. said, oh, and Lent, I'm giving up meat or I'm giving up cheeseburgers, but the McDonald's advertisement was just like talking to her and drawing her in. You know, like them old cartoons with a... The aroma of something just picks you up and carries you into the restaurant. Right. This woman is suing the Mickey D's because their advertisement for their cheeseburgers were so irresistible that she she broke her Lenten fast. Now, the thing about McDonald's and, and lawsuits, the first thing that comes to people's minds is the spilled coffee. Yeah. And let me just talk about that for a minute because that was a legitimate lawsuit. Yeah, you know what? I When I first heard about it, I said this is ridiculous, but then I spoke to somebody later, a real a real attorney like yeah, you, yeah. and he said no, and he started explaining it to me. And went, oh, yeah, the, okay. The the coffee was so hot that when she spilt it, it burned the vaginal canals yeah. all up inside of her thighs, all inside, and, yeah, all inside of her body, yeah. And the reason why it was so hot is because I don't know if they still do it, but at that time, McDonald's was offering free coffee right or free refills on coffee so they they made this decision that we're going to make it so hot that people have to wait for it to cool down in order to drink it which means they would get less free coffee um and the significance of and so the woman was really really burned yeah i know that and the significance of the jury verdict was that that's how much mcdonald's made off of coffee in one day a hundred and eighty million? Yeah. A hundred and eighty million. That's how much they made on coffee in a, in a day. day. And that's that's how they came to the figure. That's how they came to the figure. But you know, the real thing was how how bad I mean, if you want to offer free coffee, offer free coffee. Don't make it so hot that the yeah, people don't, have to wait or they'll burn their mouth. And in this case, when it spilled, they burn I mean, literally inside of her vagina. It had to be that that hot. I that it's like you said, either offer free coffee or don't. Don't offer free coffee with a trick, you yeah. know? I mean, or you can go, look, you get one free refill. Right. That kind of deal. Oh, well, you want free coffee? Yeah, but, yeah, I understand now. And I didn't realize she was that, but nobody told me about inside the vagina. I, I thought it was just inside of the thighs. It was like second, a bad second degree burns. But the coffee was also like 200, that was like just shy of boiling, which is 212 degrees. Yeah. So it was like 180 to 200 degrees. That's hot. Yeah, and then McDonald's likes to paint it as a BS lawsuit. But when you look, when you dig down into it, and whenever you get a jury, 
jury weed a jury weeds out the bullshit and you're not going to get it by the bullshit like we had a jury trial recently where uh, an insurance company was literally lying to the jury and during the closing arguments we pointed out the lies and they hammered the insurance company because their whole defense was built off of lies um you know, it's really hard to lie and to put bullshit mean, in front of a jury. If if you have the facts that have been presented and they are backed up with with proof, which I'm assuming you have to do, and you have the law, which the judge is responsible for stating to them, <coughs> but I'm sure as a defense attorney you would do that, or or the yeah. or the, the plaintiff. Yeah, I used to do defense work, and we would do that, which is why I really didn't like doing defense work. Well, but the fact of the matter is... If, if you're hurt, you're hurt. If you're hurt, you're hurt. And, and If then, I hurt you, I'm paying for it. Well, you're going to try to pay the least. That's just kind of human nature. No, I mean, I'm going to... I mean, it depends. If you want to... If, if, I, if I hit you and you're claiming that... If I hit you in the back and you're claiming that front-end damage was caused by the accident, then I'll be like, no, dude, I'll pay for what I damaged and that's it. You know? Which is what we do here. We'll pay for what... You know, pay for... Pay us, pay our client for what was damaged, and that's it. Are you always a plaintiff? You don't do any defense work anymore. If like, like if I get into a wreck, yeah, and somebody I say that they say I hit them, but I say, you know, they brake checked me or something like that, and I I don't have a camera in my car. Maybe I should get one. But uh, I mean, if I come to you and go, somebody is suing me because they claimed something, and I'm going, that's a bunch of malarkey. Well, so they uh. I get calls like that, and you know what we tell them is, do you have insurance? They usually do. Um, if they have insurance, then we tell them, look, the best option for you to do is to not pay for an attorney, but to make a claim under your insurance. And the reason why you pay insurance is for them to defend you. Mm-hmm. Let them do it. It's that you know you don't pay for the legal fees, and people are like, oh, my premiums are going to go up, whatever. Yeah, but the legal fees could get to fifty to a hundred thousand dollars. So I don't think the increase in, in premiums would ever result in that. Is that why so many uh insurance companies settle on so many different things? Well it, it, it's hit or miss. So they're cycles. Some of them what they'll do is and at some point in time they'll fight everything. Like Walmart used to take everything to trial. Um and then they saw the impact of that because they were taking legitimate cases to trial and they would get hammered on it. Mm-hmm. Um they started becoming more reasonable. Um, and so, you know, insurance companies have the same pattern. You know, some new guy becomes executive and they're like, oh, we're going to try this. And I mean, it's typical business BS. <laughs> you know, and I always say, look, I, I wish. <laughs> you I, work in a BS business. Wait, but I, I wish I didn't have to do what I do because if I didn't have to do what I do, that means people are actually getting a fair shake. Fair shake. What is a fair shake though? Because there's sometimes just pay you, for the pay well, for the damage. Well, I mean, but some of you pay for the damage. So it's like, oh, oh, my neck hurts, you know, or something like that, or you hear about that kind of stuff. Well, you get whiplash when you hurt when you hit from the back. I mean, that's that's not that's not rocket science. But if you get whiplash because you got hit from the back, but two days later you're lifting fifty pound bags of concrete while you're putting in posts in your backyard, you still get backlash. I'm living with six herniated discs and I lift weights to help the disc and I do that kind of stuff. Well, I got some heavy shit at my house you can come live for me. Well, I mean, I, I do that kind of stuff, but I'm like, you know, living in a chiropractor's office or, you know, physical therapist, whatever. Like, I pay the price for it, but it's something that relieves stress, you know. You need to come see my back doctor. 
No, no, he's he's pretty good. Actually. Well, no, they want me to have fusions, and I'm like, I, 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 I don't know about that. I see the I see the other end of that, and I don't like it. You know. Yeah, my wife turned that down. She's got two yeah. herniated. She fell down, and I guess we should have sued, but we're not sewers. Yeah. You know, it's like you got up, jumped up, and walked away from it. Yeah. I, I don't. You know, I would have to be like wrecked and in the hospital and such before I'm gonna sue. Yeah. I'm just that's not who I am. Right. You know. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, but I'll come see you. You know, if Good. I need to. That means it'll be serious. Like, what I, call, I mean by if, serious medical treatment. If I call you up, something ain't right. Mm-hmm. Something ain't right that I can't fix myself. No, I get it. You know. But then again, there's too many people who sue Mickey D's because of stuff like that. Well, that's, I mean, the cheese and the hamburger thing. That's just stupid. Look, this I'm, trying, I'm trying to lose weight, and I'm eating crap food and i'm like what the, why am i doing it so i literally i'll start eating it then i feel guilty i throw it away and like last night is a great example i'm like sitting can't go to bed i'm like oh, i want to eat something so i go try to eat something everything's thrown away and i had such a craving i almost dug in the garbage can to get my stuff i'm like well that's disgusting i'm not doing that <laughs> <laughs> so i mean this is all nonsense it is well that's just it it's nonsense but the fact of the matter is she sued them which means somebody like you said uh, oh not I'll, like I'll me take- no, but you're an attorney. So, I mean, you got your jailhouse lawyer. You ever seen Better Call Saul? Saul? No. You know. I, I know what, I know what it's your, about. You'll get certain types oh, yeah, of so. attorneys, and they'll do anything. And uh, it's crazy what, what, what some of these attorneys will do. But you know what? At the end of the day, they'll lose money on it because it's a BS case. And they'll lose money on it because they never should have taken it in the first place. So basically, they're thinking, "Oh well, Mickey D's is gonna gonna fold. I'll make a couple, and a couple of dollars off of it, or whatever. Yeah, they'll make they'll make twenty grand. I'll make twenty grand. They'll they'll pay just to keep from going. But it would be like because, that. It would be more like this they think they'll make like five hundred bucks or something like that. I don't think that opens a floodgate because that guy's not gonna. I'd be very you no. Know, if as McDonald's were to bail on him, you know, if McDonald's were to were to, to they don't do that though. Well, that's just it. You don't know that until you go. You know that. Yeah. But Ding Dong, who took this one, doesn't know that. Yeah, no. I mean, it, it's it's so stupid. Some of these things that I see in the paper, and I don't blame people for thinking that we're, you know, whatever reputation we have. Um, you know, my background is I come from a, I, I did, def- well, I have a master's in tax law. I did defense for a brief stint, maybe about a year and a half, and... Then I started doing business stuff, and I was I represented major cor- like Fortune five hundred corporations in uh, sales and use local. Well, they call, it's called local sales and use tax litigation. Um, and you know I, I did that for years. You know, and obviously I own my own business and everything else. So I make sh- I make sure that the cases pass certain certain guidelines before we even remotely look at them. Well, I'm sitting here thinking about, there was some, I I can't remember the exact circumstances, but somebody was defending somebody who did something pretty heinous, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and, uh, and people going, well, that lawyer this or that lawyer that, but I'm going, you know what? Everybody, even the, even Charles Manson deserved, you know, so you It's a constitutional right. It's a constitutional right. And it's also, you know what? I mean, they when you go to court, 
not not civil court where people get sued. When you go to criminal court, especially, the government is trying to take away your rights. Yeah. Now there's a whole bunch of arguments too. There's this new sheriff someplace is going. We're not going to call them inmates anymore. We're going to call them residents. I'm gone. You are open the door for ass weapons. Yeah. That's what you're doing. Well, but yeah. the fact is, taking somebody's rights away by sending them to jail is a big deal. So you got right. and so and, that, and if every lawyer can say whatever they want need to say to get their guy off, that's their job. And that's the you know you see us at COVID where everybody you know ever since COVID quarantines whatever government action everybody's now a First Amendment expert of the Constitution and they're like well First Amendment says this says this but then. When the other amendments kick in, like the right the right to representation in a criminal trial, mm-hmm. they don't want that to happen because they think, you know, oh, this guy did what he did. And, yeah, just you know, zap him. Exactly. Well, but also, you're also supposedly the right to a speedy trial. Yeah. And, and you and see, anybody, who's, anybody who has Unfortunately, been, that's, not what, that's not happening now, but it's no. not the court's fault. It's COVID's fault. Well, no, it's before that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, there's no. They're 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 fr- overwhelmed with the, the problem is they're overwhelmed. I'm not talking about COVID being overwhelmed. Oh no, no, no I'm, I'm talking, talking about, about in general. Oh yeah. Like Orleans Parish. Before you know? COVID, they were overwhelmed. Yeah, the the judges there, and they have great judges there. It's just they're overwhelmed with what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also have people who, for instance, somebody who committed a fairly heinous murder. Yeah. There are lawyers who specialize in postponing the trial because the farther away you get from the event itself the more kindness i don't know if that's the right word but the less hostility people feel toward the the perpetrator because well we're all fickle you know move, things move on if you have a right da who knows how to try a case that's easily readable yeah because you're always supposed to you know, look at case trial. I mean, look at actions, whether it be civil or criminal, as if they were happening now, and as if they can happen to a jury. You know, and mm-hmm. it's it's all about the golden rule: do unto others as you want to do unto you. That's how I practice law, um, and that's how I look at litigation. You know, how would I think if so, if I was sued for X? Um, you know, so. Well, I don't know. I've never been sued. No, I know, but y- you know what I mean. You know? Yeah. Well, I'll you're a religious you. guy. You understand about the... the yeah, oh, I, the... I try to do that. I, yeah. I, I expanded a little beyond that, though. One step. I go, I treat people... I give people the benefit of the doubt, and I treat them the way I want to be treated. If they start treating me like shit, then I reciprocate. Well, I do the but same But they got to do... They got to make the first step. You right. know, it's like... I don't want to say I never met a stranger, but it's like... Some people, I, I don't know, so I'll cross the street. I'm not sure. I get a pretty good read on people. Now, I've been burned heavily in the past. Who hasn't? Yeah. But um, because you people live... who I thought was good were good people, yeah. and then all of a sudden something happens, oh, me and too. they, go, yeah, I yeah, they go south. But what you're going to do? I mean, if you're going to give people the benefit of the doubt and treat them like you want to be treated before you know how they're going to treat you, yeah, then you're going to get burned. I mean, what I, I'm learning... Um, I'm learning that, you know, there are apps that you can do criminal, that you can just do background checks on mm-hmm. people. Yeah, and you pay for it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, like maybe I should start getting these apps and start, what's your name? Let me check this. <laughs> well, I wouldn't do it right then. I'd go ahead. Well, it's like you go out on a date and it's like it's your first date with somebody. And yeah. They order like the most expensive meal there is and then like 
can't smoke in a restaurant now, but back then you could. And they like, put a cigarette out in him going, and then uh, that line, you kill, I don't kiss on a first date. How about the last date? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I guess I could say because it it's public record, but, uh, you know, going through a divorce. Um, well, it's public now. Yeah, well, no, it, it's it's public. It's well, it's not there. like I go hang out at the courthouse and go, who's getting divorced? Oh, my God, uh, Joe Blow from Kokomo? Jesus. Apparently, talk of the legal community. But, um, yeah, I mean, you got to be careful of who you talk to and everything else. Yeah, and, I know, especially know. since they got these... Fancy schmancy little recording deals too. Yeah, it's people taking screenshots and everything else, and it's just it's yeah crazy. Well, they also can alter things now. I mean, they're create they're they're putting dead celebrities in commercials. They go to their family and they go give us the rip. Well, know. they do it to movies. Yeah, when so, well, when CGI. people die and yeah. they and they got to finish the movie yeah. and yeah. Well, I mean, that was Ed Wood didn't do that, but <laughs> yeah. didn't have CGI back when Bella Lugosi died in the middle of playing right, Night from Outer Space. All right. Well, that was an interesting conversation. Let's get on to our dumbass of the day. Uh, let's see. This is not in America, although there is dumbing down of America. And next next week, we're going to talk about dumbing down of America. That's going to be part of our conversation. All right. Uh, but the dumbing down here, this is happening in the U.K., and apparently, uh, this guy shows up, at, it brings a, a note to the teller, and the teller can't read the note. Okay. Some old dude is there, and is she? they showed a picture of the note, and I tried to read it, and I could see, I could make out 10 and 20. Right. You know, but the rest of it was, I, it just bad oh. chicken scratch, you know. I, I, could, I couldn't read it either. And, I, and she's sitting there with this guy in front of her. Trying, trying to read the note, and he won't say out loud what he's doing, right? Because he doesn't want to attract attention. But she's just looking at this piece of paper. I, uh, uh, what's this word right here? Right. Type of stuff. So, uh, are you finding when you used to do uh, prosecutorial stuff that a lot of the criminals are actually morons like this? I mean, you got a lot of stupid criminals. Well, I, I haven't done a lot of prosecution. I think I've had. Two criminal trials in my career. I have two criminal trials in my. One was in Key West, Florida, which was interesting because we had the one of the questions with the juries when we did the Vordier was whether or not they lived on the mainland or in a sailboat. And if they did live in a sailboat offshore, could they come in if the weather was rough? <laughs> and then they had roosters outside the courthouse. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Um, and people wore Hawaiian shirts and everything else. Well, I don't have a problem six... with that. The judge can wear that. Who cares? Yeah. Clothes don't make the man. But, um, you know, and then I had something in Jefferson Parish just helping out a friend. But uh, that had I known what I was getting myself into, I would have never done. But, um, you know, I don't understand. I, I, look, my handwriting is chicken scratch. But if you want to go rob a bank, just tell the person. You know, well, I mean, does it make it worse? He watched too much TV. He watched too much TV. I don't know if he, he. I mean, and this was in England, so they don't have access to weapons like we do. I mean, the number one weapon uh, when people are attacked mm -hmm. in in England and France, I don't know, but the rest of them, number one is a hammer, and number two is a knife. Yeah, they don't have guns there, do they? They do, but you know, they didn't they didn't grow up with them, and they aren't protected by our constitution. You don't have the constitutional right to protect yourself. With a firearm. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you read what's trying to be done now, you don't have the constitutional right to protect yourself. You're supposed to stay in there and take it and just wait for the cops to show up, which never showed up. 
you know, with this guy. I, 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 I don't, yeah, that's definitely a dumbass. <laughs> it's pretty, I mean, well, it's pretty stupid. He's got to know that people can't read his handwriting. I'm sure that's not the first time that came up. Like, I know I have bad handwriting. Well, maybe he's a maybe he's a doctor and he's used to writing prescriptions or something. I don't know. They didn't say that about Look, him. Look, <laughs> my signature is horrible to the extent that I will sign my signature and then print my name, even though it's not required, just so people can... I know, I know you can't read my signature. Well, you can't read mine either. Yeah. And most most documents that I see, they always ask you to print your name and then sign your name. Right. You know, unless you're doing it like online or something like that. You're printing, you're writing your name in here constitutes a legal signature and that kind of stuff. But I've, I've stood in, I've sat in like house buying things, you know, where you got to go through like 200 pages of stuff. And the, the lawyer in there will just literally just draw a wavy line. Going, well, I, I don't have a wavy line, but I, you know. But I, I mean, I have a very unique signature. That's not my, you know, it's not my name. Well, it also progresses. I mean, if you look at my signature now, from when I was, you know, starting college, right, it's completely different. Yeah. My father's signature, though, my father's signature didn't change from the time he went into World War II until he died in the nineties. It was oh, the wow. exact same signature. I can pull out old report cards from twelve years of school. It's the exact same See, I signature. used to write out my name until I had to sign, like, I don't know, a hundred things a day. And now I'm just like, like when I get a stack of checks, I'm like, nope. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. No, I don't know. I've never had a stack of checks. Well, I mean, that you got to sign, like, look, I wish I didn't have them either because they're mostly, like, expenses that I'm paying for. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you just start. And now I have a electronic signature on my iPad. I, you know, copy paste mm -hmm. that, you know? Yeah. Unfortunately, though, there's a lot of people who copy and paste stuff and they can use that to, like, steal things, you know? Well, I PDF it. You gotta, if you PDF it, I don't think you can copy it. You might be able to you can email, no, edit no. it or something like that. I, well, I don't know. I, I drag things to my desktop and then email them or print them. A lot right. of times you can't even do that. No. But now I talked to a guy, and this is kind of off subject, but since we're almost done... I talked to a guy named Mike Anderson who who was a real estate dude, but real estate to the point where he will go to Congress and testify in front of Congress about different things. Yeah, he's a handwriting expert? No. Oh. He's a real estate expert. But oh, he'll okay. tell you about how there are people who can try to steal your home by getting by going and get a copy of your lease or, or your, your paperwork that's filed. And, and then the they, mortgage, will, yeah. they will cut out your signature. <laughs> And then, you know, Xerox it and put another signature in there. And then all of a sudden you you find out that somebody stole your house. Like, you know, Rudy Giuliani and, and what's-his-face are talking about, you got to buy this insurance. I'm going, that happens like twice out of every 100,000. Right. But if you're one of the two, yeah, you're screwed, you know. Yeah, I don't think I would listen to Rudy Giuliani for anything, seeing how he represented Trump so well. Something went right. I think it, I think his credibility went away when the hair dye started dripping down the side of his face. <laughs> you know, he did a pretty good job as a mayor. Just accept your the color of your hair. You well, look, you look good. Well, you, you have some. You have white hair. I, I have some white hair. You're getting it in your temples like you're one of the fantastic. I've four. had that a lot. I've had that for a while now. Yeah, I wonder why. I started getting white hair. I started getting my father who died at seventy. Had snow white hair. Oh really? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't have any relatives that have that. Really, most of my relatives don't have that much gray. My 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 oldest brother has a lot of salt and pepper, more than me. 
my next brother down has less than I do. Right. But, you know, I don't know. He eats better than I do. He eats healthy. Yeah. I eat pig stuff. As a matter of fact, I'm having chili dogs for lunch because my wife made this delicious chili last night. So I'm going to stop on the way home from this yeah. little segment and get a bunch of the like those jumbo dogs. Yeah. And pour that chili on there and get me some sauerkraut. Well, I think going through the divorce gave me an ulcer. And, uh, so you can't have a chili dog no more? I don't know what I can have, but everything I eat seems to, uh, you know, upset the ulcer. <laughs> no. It's like I have that thing Try in the Play-Doh. stomach. It's like, oh, I remember Spaceballs with the thing that popped out of the stomach, that yeah. little alien. I feel like I have that. And if he doesn't like what I eat, he spits it out. Well, what, what, I mean, what's your doctor telling you, man? What we'll find doing? out. I'm getting scoped. Oh, that ought to be a joy. <laughs> Yeah, Tell me about I'm not looking forward to it. I would imagine not. At least, you know, I have to get colonoscopied like every three years. I used to do that every, well, I still do every five years since I was they found like in high school, I think. In high school? Yeah. What, are you kinky or something? I don't know. I didn't know. have my. No, I, I don't really enjoy it. I had my first one two weeks before Katrina. And if they, if they find a polyp, because they tell you. Not every polyp turns into cancer, but every right. cancer starts as a polyp. And I had a cousin who died of colon cancer. I don't want to go out that way. Yeah. So I get it done. And it's every time they go up there, they find polyps and somebody's car keys from the last time they went up there. <laughs> <laughs> My brother, though, what's this, never. What's this Matchbox car doing up there? <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> You know, it's got the it's oh it's it's, it's the General Lee. Oh my God! You forgot to get the gerbil. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you left his thigh bone up there. Well, that's another. Yeah, tell me what you really think about what you're going to find up your ass. So uh, thanks again, Mike uh, Bradner. Tell us what you really think. We'll find out more next week right here on this same bat channel. <laughs> okay, thanks, Mike. Had a good time. Let's find out what else Mike is thinking about next week on. Tell me what you really think.